Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Breath Talks with my great friend, James Beard, who's joining us from California. And James has, um, he's, he's written quite a few books, which are all fantastic. And his first was the 13 Breaths to Freedom. Oh, fantastic. Oh, well, this is my first breath book. And um, it's basically, it was a private practice, and then it went public, and I shared what I've learned with people that were interested in what I have to offer. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> so how did you get into um, doing this in the first place? What was it? Uh, I've been fascinated with breath since I was a child. I mean, a little child. So, I mean, it's a cute little story of, if you, Agnisara, I believe, is the yogi breathing where you manipulate the belly and all that. So I got put to bed before the sun went down, but, you know, you were warned to stay in bed. So you learn to entertain yourself in bed. And one, one night I was playing with my gut. I was face down, like in child's pose, if you know what that is. Mm-hmm. And I had my butt up in the air and I was moving my gut in and out. And I was able to move air out of, in and out of my butt. Now, <laughs> so, so I thought nobody could ever suffocate me because I could breathe through my butt. So I thought that was pretty cool. So that's kind of where it started. And as I moved forward, I don't know if I saw a TV show or something where somebody strangled somebody with a pillow. And I thought, and it was really like, wow, you take a breath away, you could die. It really got me. So later on in school, I was bored more towards the later years in elementary school. I started uh, paying attention to the clock and timing my inhales and exhales. So I could do a one minute inhale and a one minute exhale. It took a while to get there, but at, you know, school's a year long or whatever. And I had a lot of time to practice because I was really bored in class. So that was the beginning of my fascination with breath. And I always check to see how long I can hold my breath and all that. Um, but then later on in my tw- early, early 20s, I started getting into what I now know as pranayama. But that's they were just introduced as uh, mindfulness breathing exercises back then because yoga was still weird in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just slowly coming on. The public broadcasting channels had some yoga classes. but And so... But I was fascinated with the breath and, and I was in search of Kundalini and I wanted to understand mm-hmm. what this dormant energy was that I've been reading about in books. So I was in search of that. Mm-hmm. So then in 1992, I was invited to what they call the ecstasy breathing, ecstasy breathing workshop. <clears throat> and it was, it started on Friday and it went from six to 10. On Friday, and I had, that was my first introduction to this, if people know this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the tet- tetany. Uh-huh. And, and I was like looking at this going, this is really interesting. I have no control over this. And I found it fascinating. It didn't scare me. And I'm like, I'm used to feeling energy and, and, and running energy through my hands with healing work and stuff. But I had never seen this much bottle up in my hand before. And, and so I'm looking at my hands going, wow. And then I got kind of isolated from the rest of the group. It was like, you need to just stay right here and we'll come to you as we're doing exercises. And I'm like, okay, I'm fine with this. I'm, I can still function. 
it's just fascinating. So, so, so the next day we started at 10 and we went till about 10 at night. Mm-hmm. Again, real intensive. When I hear the word intense, I'm like, oh boy. And then, and then, you know, okay, it's five o'clock, everybody go home. And I'm like, what? Uh, anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we do all the breathing exercises going in, looking at ourselves and our past and beliefs and stuff. And then Sunday comes around and then I'm going into more technique where my arms are crossing my legs and my feet are doing things. And I'm like, wow, it hurt. You know, it hurt, but I wasn't afraid of it because it always dissipate and go away. I was truly fascinated with it. So Sunday night, somewhere around the midnight hour, this is how long Sunday went. We're breathing and we're breathing the music. And I find two things interesting here. Well, I find one very interesting, but the other is a subtle interest because he played a Pink Floyd song, Home. And and after this workshop, I wanted to go back to every place, every home I'd ever been in. And through all my old neighborhoods. And I look and I'm like, why did that start? And I go back, it started in that 19 at that shop. So we got to be very mindful with our music we play and what's subtly in there. That's just the theory of my belief there that there's others that agree with it. So we're breathing away. I am cramped up. My arms are crossed, my aunt, my hands, my jaws locked in, but I can still breathe. My legs are crossing. I'm just totally a big old knot. Was it agonizing? Was it like really painful? I guess I have a high pain tolerance because, oh, yeah, it's like a cramp. I mean, eating a cramp on cramps. Women say to me, you don't know what it's like giving birth. I said, oh, yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. If anybody's ever been intending at that extreme level, you totally know what's going on there. So, because this is one continuous long cramp. And I'm breathing, the music, he brings it to a crescendo, a big peak, and, and we would hold our breath there. And and then nothing happened. I was waiting for this, this because normally I feel something, and I took three more breaths in the silence and held my breath again, and then everything changed. There was my life up until 1992, wow. and then there was my life after 1992. So I was in this big knot, mm-hmm. this big tetany knot from my feet to my jaw. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, I saw nothing but white light. Fantastic. It was pure white light. And I'm just staring at that for, I don't know, it's time and space is gone at this point. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm there and then all of a sudden the room starts coming into view and it's upside down and I'm wondering why is the room upside down (laughs) and I'm like and I'm like better question where am I and and then I'm like oh yeah I'm in a workshop I'm married I have kids (laughs) I have a job and I start putting my ego back in place and and then I realized the top of my head is on the floor. So I completely arched and my back arched up and the head is on the floor. My arms are spread out all the way wide, blew yeah. me wide open. My legs are relaxed. My arms are just buzzing away. I'm full of energy and I'm hanging on to an assistant's ankle. And she so said, I'm so awakened. Yeah. She said I like lit her up when I grabbed her and she felt like she was an anchor, a grounding for me, something that Fantastic. keep me here. And and I learned I learned that later. They wouldn't tell me anything in the workshop. 
about what happened. I got to talk to her like years later and she says, well, I could tell you now. <laughs> what can you tell me then? And, um, and I wish I would add video of this or whatever, just to see yeah. everything that went on. But, but I, what, I, what comes after that is even more amazing. The facilitator won't look me in the eye now, will not make eye contact with me anymore because he knows I have more questions than he has answered because I've gone way past the workshop. Yeah. And, and so I'm kind of left on my own to mm-hmm. discover what happened to me. But I was not that I see the light. I was the light. And and that's how and it, the current running through me. I say current, not energy, but because I'm I have electrical background, mm. the amount of voltage, <laughs> if you will, that was flowing through my body was amazing. But it but it was truly blissful. And 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 I could like all of a sudden I was telepathic. I could hear people's thoughts, and it totally woke me up. And these are all things I was asking for. What it would feel like to be psychic, and and all that kind of stuff. So that's where breath work. Mm-hmm. That I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I went all the way through. And I, I, yeah, I didn't stop. I got when I got in the river, I went all the way across and got out on the other side. Fabulous. And a lot of people when they come into Tetney and not understanding what's happening, like I didn't understand, I found it fascinating. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. There's no fear. And and I understood energy work from some of my holistic and metaphysical background, but but not at that level. It was amazing. So I went home. I laid in bed. I got home about three o'clock in the morning. I was supposed to go to work the next day, which I did do. I laid there, waited for the family to wake up, and they didn't know who this guy was that came home because Grumpy Dad was not in the house. He was gone. <laughs> And, and I had a one-year-old child at the time, and, and she 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 was trying to talk to me, but she couldn't speak, so she was making gestures. So I thought she wanted she wanted a hug, so I I picked her up, and she pushed me away, and pushed me away, and I'm like, okay, I put her down. My other kids were looking at me like I had three heads, and so was their mother. Apparently, I get really blue eyes when all this goes down, and and so. Anyhow, that happened. And then, and I'm feeling my youngest one-year-old. Again, I'm like, oh, so I squatted down to her level to give her a hug at her level, thinking that's what it is. And she pushed me away again. And I'm like, hmm. So then I'm standing, I'm like, oh, she doesn't want a hug from me. She wants to give me a hug. And then I turn to her and she wraps, her little arms come around behind my knees and she lays her head into my thighs. And... And she squeezes me and she goes, I know where you're at because I'm there too. Fabulous. Wow. There's a telepathic conversation. And I'm like, yes. oh, only a one-year-old understands me. Right yes, now. exactly. So I, I just shed this big layer of anger and mm-hmm. previous life right on off of me. And that's why I teach and write about breath work because I haven't come across the more amazing practice yeah than breath work and i'm still waiting for somebody in my class for that to happen to them (laughs) exactly but i mean that that you went for it with the the intensity and Mm -hmm. got through it no matter i mean that was hours and hours of oh yeah yeah 
Yeah, it was because, yeah, breath, well, as you know, breath work is one to three hours of breathing or laying there processing doing your thing whatever it is what it takes so looking back at the tetany now how like what did it represent for you and yeah now you see it in a different way how do you how do you see it i i see it well i see it one as an initiation I look at it that way, that it's an initiation. If you're truly going to go through it, you're really going to have to peel off some layers, and this is one of them. And to get through and face your fears. Yeah. Um, some people say, I know they say it's control. I looked at it as it was anger, which I have a lot of anger, and I still deal with anger, especially with what's going on in this world today. Um, I, I feel yeah. like start to bubble, and I'm like, there's nothing you can do about this. If you got a billion dollars, maybe. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but, but, but I look at it that way because I had my, my daughter in a breathwork session and she went into tetany, some of them. And, but when she came out of the session, her anger towards me was gone. Fabulous. Yeah. And, and, and then she yeah. had respect for what I was teaching also because she got initiated. Yeah. That's the way I look at it also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so and and i i just find it interesting that people that teach breathwork that never been through tetany and they don't have that experience i'm like um you need to keep breathing (laughs) it's either you got a really clean body so i mean you go into the physicality of toxins and all the other things Mm -hmm. but in a class i would teach about bodhisattvas, the tips of the fingers, the ends of the channels of the, the, the meridians, and then your yeah. prismatic chakra yeah. in your hand, and that's opening up all these channels, and your healing hands are becoming activated. One, one of the ways I teach about. I call it Merlin fingers. <laughs> Merlin fingers? <laughs> nice, <laughs> I like it. Um, but it, it's, it's, the 13 breaths is, is an accumulation of breath work, from the traditional Chinese medicine of reason the microcosmic orbit is the foundation, mm-hmm. which is, I, that is my foundation breath. And I'll tell you a story about that in a second. But then I go more into a, then a, a relaxed jaw belly breath, which I kind of think along the lines of transformational breath and, and that. And then I go more into re- rebirthing or not necessarily rebirthing. It could be more a little tantric. And yeah. but you're pulling it into the chest with pursed lips. Um. And, Everything's relaxed on the exhale. That's where you just let go. Yeah. Just, you don't breathe. You breathe, relax. Breathe in, relax. Breathe in, relax. And that's how I teach it. And it's intentional. So mm-hmm. each breath has an intention. The love for the body, the mind, and the heart. Making sure your body's relaxed. I'll give, you them all, give them to you right now. So I love my body. So you breathe in a nice circular breath. And with the microcosmic orbit, I look at it as you're breathing through every emotional signature mm-hmm. breath you have in your body and it's, it's helping you get in touch with them so they're all getting touched by breathing this full complete breath because it goes down the back mm-hmm. and there's a way to breathe into the back and get the back to expand it's it there's a lot to learn about breath yeah but yeah. so you, there's the love for the body mind and heart then relax the jaw my body's relaxed mind is at peace my heart is opening open or opening and then i am alive i am focused and i'm connected so those are the first nine breaths. And then the tenth breath is I love myself, which I consider the totality of the nine. And then then I love my life, the reflection back. 
So, so what's in your life, is re what's reflected back to you, and you're, you're good with that too. So, so then recognizing that you are love, and then going right into the I am where it all begins, and we just kind of add on after that. So as we come in, we are. We are little love bugs running around, and then we get conditioned through life, and then we learn about breath work to undo all the conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, at the JIC in India doing your, your workshop on the 13 breaths and just feeling incredibly relaxed afterwards when you you know after going through each of the breaths it was like wow oh yeah yeah there's a person in that workshop that actually went pretty far too if you remember that one so <laughs> yeah yeah that was fun it was great meeting you in india so. oh it was brilliant we had such a ball <laughs> oh yeah i i went there i've been watching the the JIC, as we say, the, the Global yeah. Inspirational Conference put in by the International Breathwork Foundation. Um, next one's in Germany, and then after that, Kenya. <laughs> so I just continue teaching myself and reading and breathing and come across books like Living with Kundalini by uh, Gopi Krishna. Yeah. Um, oh, he's fantastic. Yes. And, and so, and then, and then right at 92, I went to a used bookstore, and uh, what is it, the... Lives and Teachings of the Masters of the Far East basically fell off the shelf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really good reads. And it was just one, two, and five. It was missing three and four. And so I went to another bookshop and find a hard copy, used bookstore, and found a hard copy set. And they said, that's for somebody else. I said, no, that's for me. They said, well, you wait a week and come back in a week. And then so I said, all right, I'll be back in a week to get my books. And then a week later, I went back and got my books. <laughs> The microcosmic orbit, why I use it as my foundation breath. And mm -hmm. another reason that I promote and teach breath work because is the power of waking up our potential within us. So explain to everybody who might not know what the microcosmic. The microcosmic orbit is, is made up of two meridians, the governing meridian, which starts at the roof of your mouth, runs along the inside of the skull, down mm -hmm. the spine, to your perineum, if you don't know what that is, between your anus and your genitals. It's, it's about 12 muscles and nerves all join in this area. It's a key area to relax. Mm -hmm. You can find it and get that to relax and really let go. So it's kind of like doing a kegel for your ladies and, and coughing yeah. for your men. <laughs> and um, so, so, so that's there. And then from there up the front is the um, functional or conceptional meridian. It goes from the perineum to the tip of the tongue. And so now you know why you put the tongue on the roof of your mouth when you meditate. Oh. It completes that circuit. Mm -hmm. So I breathe. The energy can be moved both directions. Mm -hmm. I breathe and teach it to go around and down the back and up front. And some people say, that's wrong. But, you know, right or wrong, it's all subjective to who's saying it. Now, I go down and around and up front. And I do it really slow. That can be a one-minute inhale, one complete cycle of this breath, a really slow, deliberate, conscious breath. <clears throat> Breathing in and out of the nose on this one is how I do it. And I just follow that energy. It's very interesting. The, the medulla oblongata in the back of your head, that's where I find that, that point because that can cross to the third eye or here. And, and it gets, for me lately, it's been interesting back there trying to get the energy to flow through there and down the spine. 
I usually do this every night as I go to sleep. And that's one of the things. So one of the stories and why I really promote this, because it's a very slow breath. And you don't have to do the cathartic fast breathing and all this, which I do it all. I'll go through the spectrum of breathing. So nice, relaxed belly breath, all that stuff in the chest, and then speed up the breath <laughs> and, and really go for it. So, but this microcosmic orbit, I knocked this tooth back with a pipe, two inch, I was driving ground rods. And, um, and my helper was going, ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, pound it like a man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, get out of the way, slam, slam. And, and the third slam, the cap, the, the ground rod, it's five eighths, copper clad, 10 foot long piece of whatever I had, probably two feet in the ground by this point. Popped through the end of this thing we made to pound it. And, and I drugged this two inch pipe down my face and I know it's just a little bit crooked and I knocked this tooth back in. So it was pointing into my mouth. Everybody's like, Oh, and I'm like, Oh, I said birds, not stars. <laughs> I don't know the Tweety cartoons. <laughs> and, and, um, and I'm just like, Oh my goodness. I'm like, all right. Told my helper, gather up the tools. I'm going to go sit in the van. And I went, to the work van you take me straight to the my dentist and i went in i started doing breathing exercises the microcosmic orbit relaxing my body calming down all the adrenal yeah. that just jumped up and was you know taking care of things and just calming all down the nerves and i'm my tongue's going this is weird that tooth shouldn't be there because <laughs> it's pointing back and i'm like yeah that's right and i felt like i could grab it and push it back and and uh you know just and, and it's like, yeah. So we get to the dentist, and then I said, Oh, well, we're going to um, shoot you with Novocaine, and we're just going to grab and pull back. I said, I thought I could do that. Because, see, instinct, yeah. intuition, <clears throat> trusting yourself are big life lessons for myself personally. And, and I think all of us to trust ourselves. And we're so been educated to trust others. And, anyways, um, so I grabbed the tooth before they get the Novocaine, and I said, Like this. Click and put it back in. They're like, ah, and they jump and they cringe and you know. And, and I'm like, ah, I thought I could do that. And I wasn't wanting to make sure it was the right thing to do, you know, because the dentist is the authority over teeth, and not me, authority over my own body. Come on now. <laughs> so, <laughs> and and um, so I so I did that, and and then we were like, well, the tooth's gonna. They're telling me the tooth's gonna die and it's gonna turn brown and then black and. We'll pull it, fill it, pull the pink goo and put it back. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. I'm going to heal it. It's, it's going to be fine. They're like, you don't understand. It's, it's, you lost the nerve. It's going to die. I said, no, you don't understand. We did this for a little bit. And I walked out. Well, home, told the family. They're looking at me like, oh, all right, dad, whatever. My wife's like, oh, my God, that's family dentist. Why do you talk like that to the dentist? And, and people don't need to know about you. So. And so these are all my beliefs and things, and it's time for me to walk my talk. And and so I start doing this breathing exercise. And I wake up the next day, the tooth's turning brown. So I kind of, I thought, you know, overnight, I'm going to be like, all right, I'll be healed. And then, no. So I go to the dentist with my tail in between my legs. <laughs> and they get out their little book. Well, we can't seem to get you in for 30 days. And I spun on my heels and said, I got 30 days to heal myself then. Because now they pissed me off. So the emotion, that anger is a motivator when you want to get something done. 
anger anger works that way and i used to use it a lot now i'm just trying to find motivation to just do it without the anger <laughs> yeah, that, that's the hard bit <laughs> yeah i know so so now i felt what they were trying to do they wanted me to be embarrassed with the tooth for a while because we argued and they wanted to say see we're right <laughs> you're wrong <laughs> so so i went to work visualizing pressing on it uh, intentions prayer the whole bit and breathing at night the microcosmic orbit i'm coming back around to that so one night and i wish i knew how long this was going to take because i was just breathing for me i wasn't teaching this is 1990 i don't know six seven somewhere in there and i'm breathing this microcosmic orbit and it gets about just above my belly button the energy that i feel very subtle like a nine volt battery shock starts going back the other direction changes directions versus my intention i surrender this is the thing be the witness surrender step back something something bigger than me is now working let's let's put the ego just over here in witness mode (laughs) and it went around up my back around and down and i heard and felt a little a little tick and I'm like, I'm healed. I'm healed. And I smile. I roll over with bed, with sleep, and just, you know, snuggle my wife like, I did it. You know, she's not, she's asleep already or whatever. And and I got up and, and the next morning and went and looked in the mirror and I'm like, two slights just like it is today. And, and then I sat at the dining room table because my kids were poking fun at me. They were teenagers at this time. And they're like, oh, dad. <laughs> and And then, I'm like, look at daddy did. So the brown went uh, away. It went away. And it, yeah. It's miracles happen. So Love you know, it. It a miracle, whatever. This is what we call it when we don't understand it. We put it in the miracle category. <laughs> Intention works, belief works, mm-hmm. and it truly gotta believe in ourselves and, and what we're capable of. And it, it takes a lot of work to break through the conditioning. And, and like in the Course in Miracles, it says, I wish I knew the page number and which, which chapter or whatever it is. And it's going to take sledgehammer blows to knock some of the conditioning, the shell off. And, and there's a sculptor out there and he, does, he has this born again piece. And I wish I had that sculpture, but I can't find it anymore. It's not for sale. I wish I would have bought one and just plunked down the money for it. But it's a bronze and an acrylic. And it's the man's pulling off his bronze skin and out inside this acrylic, clear, crystal clear body. And he's peeling himself out and he's like, you know, like a butterfly type situation coming out of that cocoon and that chrysalis. And um, but that's how I look at it as our potential. And once again, why I teach breath work in the 13 breaths, the way I do it. So and uh because I say in my book is an introduction to breathwork, but it's actually pretty advanced nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so those are a couple of my stories. I got lots of them to, to, to go with. Yeah, so you were traveling around the U.S. quite a bit before COVID happened, and and you're like on roadshow, and and taking it all around. What's been happening during the the COVID period? And are you going to go back out on the road? Uh, I'm looking at going back out, but I'm also looking at going in first. Yeah. In here. <laughs> uh, 
And I'm I'm looking at going into some silence for a little while and and taking another peek at me and what I want to do next. That it was pretty intense for me and, and I um I just really stepped back and asked myself, why did I get into breath work in the first place? And and was it to because all of a sudden it's like I'm promoting breath work, I'm promoting breath work, and I'm like, hold on, why? <laughs> and 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 for me it's a very spiritual practice. Absolutely. And and but it's not for everybody. It's just not. Um and 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 I started to recognize some things in there and and I'm like, huh. So I stepped back to look at myself and what do I want to do and, and my approach to breath this practice and what do I want to offer to the world as a service. And and um so I'm really looking at that and what it is that I want to offer and 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 breath work will be part of it but I'm thinking of more of a whole type yoga system because I think the physical body needs to be in shape and detox right now I'm on my 22nd day of a juice cleanse I do fruit smoothies in the morning and I do um, actual veggie juice no fiber it runs to the juicer yeah. after you know right starting around lunchtime and in water spring alkaline water anyways that's the type of stuff i'm doing right now for my body yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> this morning i didn't meditate but normally in the morning i meditate for you know maybe half hour to a couple hours depending on what's going on and i do a, at least 100 breaths every morning this morning for some reason it didn't happen maybe because this is going to be happening it's so <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so so that's so those are the things I do a daily, I do a daily practice and I recommend a daily practice for everybody, mm -hmm. but I recommend a whole being approach. Yeah. So it's not just breath work. It's, it's pay attention to what you're putting in your body. I did the course of miracles finally after 30 years of having these old hard cost books, <laughs> but uh, reading that material, oh my goodness, uh, really works the yeah. thought process yeah. and the beliefs mm -hmm. and really it kind of, uh, from the world that's out there and all the social media and media, whatever, bought and paid for media, as I say, um, <laughs> that all that that's influencing this world, um, really stepping away from all that. Is, <laughs> but I, I, I got, um, it's very lonely, I guess is the word. <laughs> and, and, and I wanted a social life and I wanted to have some fun too, so. Somehow I picked up a drink and started drinking <laughs> and it went, it went off and I was trying to get out of this world and, and um, I'm like, I'm ready to go home now. And they're like, you're not done yet. <laughs> well, my fantasy is like a um, frontier log cabin in the Blue Ridge mountains away from everybody. I'd love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Blue Ridge are nice. Yeah. So where you go into Tennessee or North Carolina? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get up there by hot springs before it gets over. That's it, near a hot springs. Exactly. Yeah. It's got to be yeah. near hot springs. But I totally agreed with you. It, it, it really is a combination of mind, body, spirit. And you've got you've got to work all into play. And that's what I loved about Leonard was he, he didn't just teach breath work. Yeah. He wanted to change society and change the political system, the the money system. He taught mm -hmm. all many, many different things, which you don't get 
in many other schools of breathwork. And um, I, I continue doing that. Yeah, good. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. Yeah, um, that's that's what I'm looking at. And I've got the I got to meet Leonard four times. So yeah. I never did. I never did his breath work, though. And um, with him, I mean, I did variations of rebirthing that somebody, you know, yeah. added to, took away from whatever. But I never, never. Uh, I mean, the, the four one breaths I've done with him, of course, because he always introduces that. Mm-hmm. So um but yeah he's it was interesting meeting him because we both had the same spot on our head oh wow people said i i look like him we have the same background where we're both born again christians and come out of christianity i wanted at one time was thinking of becoming a pastor and and going down the monistic thing and then the church turned me off yeah Um, because if you don't believe like us (laughs) (laughs) We're going to ban you from here and, and poke at you. Um, so I stepped away from that. Um, because part of my little, you know, the stick, the string, and the carrot, the motivator to get me doing down this path was at 18, I had an out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. So I rose up to the ceiling and um, was looking, saw my head sticking out from underneath the covers. And next thing I know, I'm sitting up going, that was weird. But I was doing relaxation exercises because I did my martial arts workout before I went to bed and it got all pumped up and, Dad, I can't sleep. Well, I just relaxed my body. So I relaxed my feet, which came for me. I was doing two things. I felt a sensation that I, that I talk about. That That's how I understood the technique. Like, this is more than I've ever felt. Um, and I, I could feel that and I could move it with my mind and I could move it up my legs, up my arms. And I could think relax and my limbs would go all at once. I got so good at it. And the hardest thing I had to relax was my eye, letting them go. Wow. And then letting the breath go. Mm. So Yogananda talks about a breathless state. Yes. The samadhis, there's three different levels of samadhi. You get deep into the yoga. And so mm-hmm. that's what I've been playing with recently on a personal level. I don't teach that just yet. Mm-hmm. Still learning. And uh, to hold the state. But the suspended breath, as we say in breath work, where people stop breathing, but to really work that on a conscious level, not where you're out and you're doing a suspended breath, <laughs> but be very conscious of that. So I'm looking at that type of situation. And I think I just went off on a tangent trying to find my way back. <laughs> so, yeah, little tidbits there. I did a, a breatharian retreat with a guy that was um, doing some breaths with us and we got into the breathless state and it was really incredible because you felt like your skin was breathing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it where the, the skin like bubbles over? If it was a water rebirth. No. And I had one client hurt just the whole. Yeah. I try not to give the he or she, but that one came out. Uh, <laughs> Just little teeny bubbles mm-hmm. covered our whole body in a, in a water reversing type. And I was just like, wow. And I try and see, because I ran in my hot tub, and I try and see if I can get that going on with my skin. <laughs> yeah. And get, these, get the pores to start opening up and breathing. So, um, But, yeah, that's it's since you said breathing with your skin, I'm like, I think we can. <laughs> yeah. 
absolutely and so in this time what advice do you have for people um you know over the next few few months because you know things are going to start kicking off again oh i know uh, yeah unfortunately but um trust yourself and and when i when i say yourself i was like trust your gut Mm-hmm. what do you feel in your body trust your skin what is it doing is it crawling is it moving is it getting tight trust this body of yours witness the mind the mind has been manipulated especially on on a on this low vibrational level unless you raise your consciousness up through meditation and breathing and different exercises and practices um, but learn to do that develop a daily practice for yourself that you breathe every day for a minimum of 20 minutes sometimes throughout the day. When I, when I developed the 13 breaths, I was breathing three times a day, um, morning, noon, and night. So before I ate, I would do my breathing. And and what I was doing was keeping the big weekend or big, you know, one day workshop piece alive. Cause once we leave that place, how do you, how do you maintain this energy that you just tapped into? And that's what the 13 breath practice was designed mm-hmm. for is to keep that alive, to take it home with you. Cause you can do it in as little as two minutes anywhere and nobody needs mm-hmm. to really know what you're doing and you can tap back in and turn it back on. So, and I really want that on off switch where I can click them on. I'm yeah. off. I don't okay. need to see everything and hear everything right now. <laughs> turn that off, <laughs> turn it back on. So that's kind of dope. So for people out there, Back to trusting yourself, getting really get to know who you are, not who people have told you you are. Because we've accepted our birth name. We've accepted everything we've been told about us. Not maybe everything. Some of it we rebelled against. But but for the most part, you know, I'm James Beard because that's the name I took on when I was a kid. And then the next eight years where you start to mentally, if you get into Michael Brown's presence process idea and all that. And I don't know if they get in that with the rebirthing and all. But I'm like, I'm claiming my name. And I remember that distinctly. So I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah. like, like, trust yourself. Every once in a while, recognize the witness in you that there's actually a witness always watching you. So, and, and, and oh my goodness, get to know you're in a child. Yeah. Because that's where the work is. Totally, totally, totally. And I focus a lot on the inner child because I'd done other trainings before I came to to breath work. And I always go back there because it's so vital. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So vital. It's amazing. And the onion's just huge. You just keep peeling off layers. (laughs) (laughs) So what in your opinion is this existence all about why are we here why um, what what do you see as this reality one it's a gift Mm. it's a it's a it's it's just an amazing gift to ourselves i mean because of what we truly are i mean I, i believe i believe earth is a school yeah. So coming down here, we're, we're, we're in school right now. So there's lessons to be learned and and there's friends and people to meet and socialize with and all that. It's just like going to, you know, your public schools and college and all the other stuff and all the little fun and things you're going to learn. But 
I believe the earth is a school and is, and one is, is to master yourself, get your PhD and who you are. And, and so, and what is that? And I think I said that in the beginning is, is that I went all the way back into the light and I was the light. And, and one of the phrases that came out of breath work one time when that I was breathing myself is I am the living, loving light. Mm-hmm. And that is to claim that for yourself and recognize <clears throat> your potential of what that is because in a religious thing to me that would be it's christ energy so and to find that dormant piece of yourself in yoga it's kundalini and to move that and find it and awaken it pierce all the chakras and crack the shell and and, and go wow i didn't realize how powerful i am as a being and i can up be for good yeah. And, a, and a awakening and helping of all people that are ready. Because a lot of us, I remember when I was like, Mm-mm, not me, I'm staying right here, I ain't moving. <laughs> and now, getting back to power. Yeah. Getting back. Yeah, it's, it's about self-empowerment for claiming that piece of yourself. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so those, that's, that's what I um, yep. believe and it, it, it's not common, but it is what I believe. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, Elena has got a question for you. Elena. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Hello, good evening or morning. <laughs> good morning. Hi. Hello, I'm from, calling from Prague or. Oh, Chicago. wow. Hi. I have a couple friends over there, so yeah. I've never been, but I know they live there. <laughs> so thank you for for sharing your experiences and life stories with with us. And just very basic uh, question that came on my mind is like because you you mentioned you have your daily routine, like you do, you know, the one hundred breaths and. And myself and and then my clients, they always say, you know, Elena, I, I don't have time and I don't remember when to breathe. And I keep telling them, you know, you don't need time. You just, it's enough to, you have your breath and just pick up one thing and connect to it, take responsibility. But still they struggle how to, you know, connect to daily practice. Like, what would you suggest? Because it's still like challenge for many people to, they do rebirthing because I'm a rebirther, so they do rebirthing practice. They love it, you know. They leave the space and yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, go back to their life and go. Well, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, not all um, of them, you know. Yeah, that is the challenge because with my students, I try to get them off on their own and and go here. I've given you all the practices, and it's up to you to practice them and discipline yourself. And, and as I say, like, because I also teach meditation is to create a space that's specific for that. And the energy will build in that space. So to have a, a, I don't know, a piece of furniture you look at, a candle, whatever it is that you sit in front of or sit with. And that be your breathing space, too, where you just sit in a particular space in the house that's specifically for the breath work or the meditation. And that's what you do there. And, and, and it's, you know, if you have to journal, 
get out a journal. This is, this is one of the reasons why I created this book. This one says challenge. One, I think it says journal, but that's all it is. Is so you could this in here is it's about breathing and then writing about your breathing experience. And yeah. it was for those people that already said they know how to breathe, but but if they do something like that and 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 it's up to or maybe it's some sort of support group for them to get them going, because they used to have a weekly breathing circle, but then they wanted something in between. So I said I'll make a video, and I went off and disappeared on them <laughs> for a while. And, and I think there's one or two videos out there now. But um, and I just recently did some recordings that they can use also, um, that they can listen to and breathe with. So they're not doing it on their own. But I really recommend they find it within themselves, and that's up to them to really be strong in themselves to say, "I really want this." Anything that gets you out of your mind. Yeah. 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 Can I have one more question? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Okay. It's uh, many times uh, and myself, I experienced during the rebirthing breathwork session, uh, apnea, like Anastasia, like uh, clients stop breathing. It can be at the beginning cycle, in the middle, in the end. Mm -hmm. And today... Uh, I had a client and <laughs> he dislocated his shoulder. <laughs> oh, wow. He went so deep. I let him in after, because I was told, let him. And then he had such a huge, you know, uh, birth memory that came oh, up. Just yeah. dislocated. Oh, so he, when he came out, he dislocated his shoulder. Yeah. Oh, literally. And that happens a lot. So I put put the shoulder back. (laughs) Wow, good for you. That's quite the experience. Yeah, it was for me some kind of, you know, about trust and be stay Mm -hmm. calm and and it worked perfectly. Oh, my God. Just like it would be regarding this Anastasia. I know, know, of course, intuition, the more you – experience you are at present you you got them what you should do well and i i as well read different approaches from different teachers some of them suggest not to interrupt at all some of them suggest not to let client go to anastasia and keep him or her breathing uh i um it's once again you can't teach intuition yeah trust your good <laughs> Trust yourself, trust your gut, yeah. Trust spirit. Witness yeah. the mind, because the mind's like, oh, I should be doing this, this, no, no. Just uh, thank you. It's back to being a witness. And you did a great job. That's excellent. So very nice. That's the source of probably today because the the second client he remembered his sexual abuse by his cousin. It was the first time this memory came up. So it was, uh, so yeah, this. You're doing good work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't we say when the student is ready, the teacher comes and it's the other way around, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> brilliant because um so you've got the pranayama book you've got the breathwork book and you've got a book on relationships is that correct better sex oh it's 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 um it's about being a better person really about being a better sex being a better male being a better female so but i thought the title was <laughs> it's, 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 i thought it'd be a good hook yeah. grabber. <laughs> so far it's amazing how the conversation is kind of like oh we're going to talk about this and people clam up and i'm like eh. <laughs> so anyhow and James, thank you so much for coming and sharing your fantastic experiences. And thanks for having me. We look forward to seeing you back out on the road at some point. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe in in Europe next year when you come to the Gique. <laughs> I'm still the back and forth on that one. I got to talk yeah. to Heinz and Lara and see what they have to say. <laughs> yeah, I, t- too many restrictions for me so i don't know <laughs> yeah too many sorry it all froze too many restrictions for me so i don't know if i'm i'm going to uh, vibe with it <laughs>